Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that the living word here, Lord, speaks to us this day, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for this time together to share together and to receive from you, Lord. For you are great and mighty and have done great things. Bless us this day all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I, I, I felt like sharing many different things. I've got about 25 to 26 hours of things I want to share with you. Um, but we'll do it faster than that. <laughs> um, but um, it's always a joy to be here. And, and we feel so greatly loved. And that's very important to us these days because of all the different things going on in the world. It's very nice to know uh, that we have a church that prays for us and we appreciate you very much and know what is it, what is it when a pastor he knows my 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 newsletter even better than I do <laughs> he knows stuff so that's great and I know that um, many of you are, are reading that and I, I think that's wonderful but I'm I'm going to focus on this scripture today because I want to point up something very interesting that's been going on in our our work over the years and it's great to be at this stage we're we're on the latter latter part of our our ministry and seeing things that were start years and years ago, you know, and you, you don't ever appreciate what God, why God has placed you where you are, what you've learned, what you've gone through, the mistakes you've made, the triumphs you've had and the failures you've made and whatever they are until you finally get to the point where you can look back over the years and see all he has done. And you can, just, you can see how his hand has just been involved in, in your life. You, you come to understand that so well that, oh my goodness, Lord, you, your, your wisdom is unsearchable. No one knows uh, how it, it is. And uh, I, I want to contrast this by saying that uh, uh, we have this great advantage in two countries. First, we've got Turkana in Kenya, East Africa, uh, where we began our ministry in 1979 and uh, began in a church planning ministry among people who didn't have a Bible, were not literate, didn't know who the name of Jesus was, haven't heard anything at all. And, uh, and, and to see what's taken place there now that so many years later. And then additionally, to go from there to Thailand uh, to serve in a country that's strongly Buddhist country, and again, uh, after so many years, start to see what the Lord puts you into there and what you, what, what, how he, how he uh, provided for us, the strategies and the plans and what we could do to serve him there and how we could be uh, able to help and, in any capacity. And then to look back on it and see, wow, uh, this is why this scripture speaks so powerful to me. It's just been a privilege to see how God renews our minds and transforms the lives of those who have not heard the name of Jesus and, and, and to receive the gospel. Um, <laughs> it wasn't ever that way in the beginning in Turkana, ever. And it was never that way with many in the city of Padia, where, again, people were openly... You know, this, this, I'm not going to go into detail of this city. It's not, not worthy of this morning's <laughs> message at all. But let's just say it's a very difficult place, and many, many people are deceived. Sin is just abounds, and uh, you know the, when you come in with the light of Jesus Christ, suddenly there is a clash. And uh, when there is, that's not a bad thing; that's a good thing. And good things have, have happened since since uh, that since we began there so many years ago. 
In my own life, this scripture, Romans uh, chapter 12, when I first read this, I beseech you, brethren, to offer up, offer up by the mercies of God that you, you offer, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And I used to think, ah, when I was a new believer, I go, oh no, now what are we in for? You know, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I, was a, I was a very stubborn new Christian in many ways. I, I really was. I was very, I, I became a Christian when I was 21. And, uh, and uh, the fellow who led me to the Lord, uh, led me to the Lord working out in the oil fields of Santa Maria. And uh, uh, he was kind of a, you know, just kept reading me the scripture, you know, and I, okay, I'll, I just agreed to become a Christian because I thought maybe he'd stop reading me the scripture. <laughs> you know, very bad motive to become a Christian. But I, I felt like that uh, once I received the Lord, oh, something really amazing happened. Something started to connect together. Something started that I had been missing all my life just took place. And that transformation that took place was really real. But, but, but then he said you had to go to church. And I thought, oh, no. <laughs> because, are you, really? <laughs> Can't we just go to your Bible study and... And no, no, you have to go to church on Sunday. Everybody has to go to church. And I, I finally agreed, and I went there on Sunday morning, went through the service, and I, I tell you, I was sitting next to the back door. I wanted to get, be the first one out of there, and I, I as soon as it was, amen, well, goodbye, we'll see you next week. I headed towards the door, and, and uh, I was stopped by an elderly woman, and she said, Randy, uh, she stopped me. She didn't, she didn't say my name. She said, uh, uh, can you tell me your name? I said, yes, I'm Randy. And he says, she got open her book and she looked at it and says, are you Randy Nelson? And I said, yes. And she, she showed me, she had been praying for me for three months. I thought, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, she, the, my name had been given to her by my next door neighbors. I was living next door to a retired minister and his wife and I didn't even know that. They had of course, come from that church that I do. I did not know them. I used to see them looking out their window every time I'd come and go, and, and I didn't know anything about them. But that day, I, I just went home and went to their door and said, thank you. Thank you for praying for me. You, you, you don't know what this means. Well, needless to say, everything took a new turn in my life. So God used people, people, to help to help fulfill his scriptures in us. That's why, brothers and sisters, it, I can see why Paul is saying this to us here. Offer yourselves a living sacrifice. You know, uh, give, give everything. Give, turn, turn your life over to the Lord. Don't, don't conform any way to this world, you know. And it's not that I go back and read this scripture every time I turn around, but, I, but I'm saying that this has become so true. Until I read and understood the purpose of, of Romans 11, that Paul's ending all of his you know, theology or doctrine or whatever you want for, for 11 chapters about sin and everything else. And uh, he concludes it with saying this, that God is so mighty, he's so powerful, he's un, his, his knowledge is unsearchable. You know, who knows the mind of the Lord and who can become his counselor? And who, who, can give, who, who has first given to him that it should ever be repaid to him? 
it's not, it's not something to think about lightly. It's something to, to say you really have to give all your life to him. You have to really surrender everything to him because he holds everything that you need and he holds everything together so that it wasn't just a good choice. It wasn't just a good thing. It was like much more than that. It was that he created, uh, created all of these things for us to to live and absorb in our lives and, and get it into our minds. And then we thought, think about the renewal of our minds and, in these, and not to be conformed in this world. These two other very important things struggle all, struggle all the time. I can remember struggling a lot, you know, uh, and I still do in some ways. But, in, but you have to get that re, renewed mind. You have to and not and resist being conformed by this world. This world is after us. I'm sorry to say, this world is after us today. Almost being chased down by, by the things of this world. I don't know if you felt that. And more and more, it's going to become a choice. It's. I feel like things are narrowing down to a very, very clear choice. We cannot, we cannot allow anything. When Paul said, you know, in, his, in the Ephesians about not giving any place for the devil, no, and that, that word topography, topos, you know, no, no, no place for, the, for him at all. And so I'm not saying this from the point of view that it doesn't mean that you're not going to mess up and, <laughs> along the way, and I've done that. And I have to turn, and the way you do is you just confess your sins to God, and you repent, and you, and you change, and you turn, and you go, go on forward. And, um, but, but when I think about our, our brothers and sisters overseas and the lives that we've had to, to minister to, it was so different, couldn't be contracted more differently than one from another. I mean, even in Turkana, you know, the, these people didn't... Uh, the brand, brand new believers had no, no knowledge of who God was. And yet I know that God had set things up in advance for us. So that when we got there, well, here, here, here you are. Let's think about this now. We go there, we get set up there. We're out in the middle of the desert. We're, we're studying the language, you know. We're wondering, neither one of us grew up in a desert. We had no strength or capabilities for that. We didn't have no special skills or anything. But we knew we were supposed to be there. We knew we were supposed to be there, and we used everything that God had given us to be able to be there and to continue to, to try to follow him the best that we could. And in so doing, he prepared the way. And their preparing of the way meant that there were things that he had set in motion for us to, to walk into and to go into. And when we did, they were wonderful. Uh, we had, a, we had a, 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 the first Christian ever was out there, uh, had been won by the Lord, not by us, but by another Kenyan man. So, so many years ago, a year or two ago before we got there, and he had never been discipled, but he, he really believed in Jesus. He believed in the Lord, but he knew very, very little. And that, that when we finally got our language down and got up to, to meet with him and travel out to villages and stuff, he was our set up by the Lord to win this whole Turkana tribe to the Lord. God had placed it. God had arranged that all ahead before we knew anything in our own minds. This is why I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, no matter what part of life you're in, no matter where you are, no matter it it is, just keep surrendering, surrendering more, surrendering more all and all and all so that the 
and, and keep embracing the Word of God. Keep renewing your mind, and renewing your mind is by reading the Scriptures over and over and over again. Just keep, keep the Word of God flowing through you. It is going to, you're going to find that this is not only going to be your strength, but it is, going to, it is and always has it. It's going to be your victory no matter what else happens in this world. It will be your victory. And so uh, I, I saw that uh, uh, then uh, in, 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 in Turkana we saw that, and then we saw uh, that the Lord had arranged uh, people. One of the, here's, here was another thing, just quickly to share with you how God does this. So we traveled miles out on motorcycles to the farthest away village. Seems like the, that, that, was the, that was the thing. You know, we had a church there started, but many people live far from one another. We'd go all the way out there and uh, sit down with the people. And during the conversation, now I can speak the language, but during the conversation, the Turkana man who's, who's been out there sitting in this hut there, taking care of his animals for all these years, very elderly man, he says, why did you come here? Why did you leave your family? Why are you here? And I could take it as meaning, maybe you didn't trust me. I could take it as meaning as all different kinds of things. But when I, because I had renewed my mind by constantly thinking about, no, there's, there's purpose for this. This is not what it looks like. I could think more like, no, this is, a, this is one of those things, again, where you want to be ready. You want to be ready to say, and I say, well, the truth of the matter is, God sent me here to tell you about his son, that he came for you to know who he is. And the guy began to smile, and he says, good. <laughs> and, and from there, everything began to go forward because he was also a very important man in the area. And uh, he knew nothing about the gospel, but then I could tell him that, you know, it's, it's, it was all about, uh, all about learning this. They had their own belief about God, they, which was fortunate. Some, some uh, cultures and so on, they don't have any knowledge of God like that, but they have a belief in God, but they just don't know him. They have a tradition where they, God came and they, it scared them and they beat him back to heaven with a big stick. It's some, some tale they tell every time. And, and I say, well, God didn't get mad at you. He still loves you. And he sent his son to, went to a lot of trouble to make sure you could know him. And now I'm here to tell you about it. And it's in this book. He says, I can't read. I said, that's all right. I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> and we're going to translate it. We're eventually going to get it. And that took years. It really did. We didn't have a Bible till maybe the last, the full Bible. We had some scriptures, but the last full Bible we had was just the last few years that we were there. So all I'm saying is, is that to get the gospel message out, we, had, we used all different kinds of things, including songs. And I know that you're involved in worship will appreciate the fact that somehow the music carries the message and, uh, in it. And so, uh, uh, the, not my own idea, I didn't study this in school, nothing, just, just give them a tape recorder and, and find their guy that leads all their weddings and all their funerals and all the things they do. They all have celebratory songs and things. And who is that guy? Well, he lives 30K out that way, and I <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> drive out there. Uh, the guy sitting in the back here, of course, he drives the motorcycle by holding on to the rack in the back, and when it's time to turn, he turns that way. If you don't ride a motorcycle, that's not fun, <laughs> especially if you're the driver. And so, 
But anyway, we get there, and he, he takes the, um, uh, we give him the tape recorder, and the guy left there, and he sang 20 songs. We recorded them all, and then we went back to the village, and I left the tape recorder with the first believers there and went back uh, to, to where we were living. It was still 90 kilometers away. We weren't really living there at that point in time. We were still at the end of our language study time. And he, we came back two weeks later, and they had taken some of those songs, and they had put their own words to it. And still today, those songs are being sung all over the place. And, and uh, it spread throughout the land. It's just simple songs, you know, uh, you know I, I, like following Jesus, you know, and Asagiyong Akiwapagin. Uh, you, know, you know the tune, right? There was a, that was a tune that was used in the traditional churches, and even like that one, because that means uh, <laughs> I want to follow the Lord, you know, something very, very simple. I want to follow Jesus. But in any case, so many different songs that went through spread the gospel throughout. They, the good thing there, there was nothing in that, that made more sense to them than to have a higher power, stronger than they were, to overcome the things in their world. Okay? That was a very practical thing. Another thing we learn about in, in these cultures is that they're very practical people. If it works... We'll take it. If it doesn't, you're out. You know, it's just simple, <laughs> simple things like that. But in, in every case, again, when God is, in, is so knowledgeable, when he is so amazingly full of all the wisdom and all the knowledge and all the things, you can trust the Lord that what he's looking for in us is to surrender, to give, give up, to not be conformed, to renew your mind, to keep thinking on the scriptures, keep believing in him, because that's how he can continue to use us no matter where we go. It's, it's a continual thing. I wish it was just one time. I wish I'd go to a class and say, okay, Randy, you passed, you got your mind renewed, not been conformed to the world, you're good. You know, <laughs> that's... Uh, Dream world. <laughs> the real world here is, uh, is us constantly being, uh, you know, inundated by, by so many things from every direction. So uh, that's why I think the wisdom of God is that we continue to offer ourselves up, offer our bodies, offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice all the time. It isn't because it's uh, somehow going to make you more pious. It's not going to make you more religious. It's not going to make you more you know, closer to God in that way. It is an absolute must for life. In other words, if you can't, you, you've got to understand that God's holding everything that he needs to do in you and through you ever to make your life successful, that you want every bit of it that you can possibly, possibly absorb in you and keep it in you. And when it starts to fade away or if you get conformed even to the world a little bit or somehow you feel like your mind's working against you, you just got to go there. You got to go to the Bible. You got to go to prayer. You got to keep asking the Lord. You cannot live. I just am so amazed. I tell you, I cannot believe how people can make it through this life without the Lord. I really don't. The thing that keeps me motivated and keeps me going is knowing that. And having said that, it, it, it is, I understand, and there's so many, I mean, our families, our friends, our work, people we work, seems like it's gotten harder to, to, to share the gospel in, in this country in some ways. Right now in Thailand, we're having a, a big open door 
that we haven't had in a long, long time. And people are more interested in the gospel than they've ever been in history. This is a wonderful thing. I'm still excited about all the different things I'm seeing. Friends of ours were just coming home from a, a church meeting and we have something like you have Uber or whatever we call it, Grab, Grab Cab. <laughs> Cute name. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> They were riding in the back of the car, riding home, and the driver, the woman, and um, they were saying about, back and forth about, oh, this wonderful message and all things, and she turned around and said, are you Christians? And uh, he said, yes. And she says, I want to be a Christian. Wow. Just like that, they were shocked. Okay, uh, stop the car. <laughs> and she did, she pulled over. And they shared the gospel message to her and led her to the Lord right there. She was in tears. She couldn't even drive them. And they had to wait 20 minutes till she got her composure back. Well, praise the Lord. God is good. There's, you know, there, there's, th- these types of things are happening more and more. Taxi cab drivers especially. I drive a car. Uh, I don't take the taxi much. My wife doesn't drive a car in Thailand. She's smart. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> you have to be either crazy or skilled. There's two choices. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, anyway, um, so, so in a taxi cab, though, there it is. You're, you know, an hour, 30 minutes, wherever the trip is, your, your, your opportunity is there, and they're open. I, you know, I always, the thing that kept me from ever wanting to be an evangelist or share my faith was that I really would have to do something that would be very difficult. You know, I feel like I'd be offending somebody or something else, but I view it all as different. I see, I'm just starting to see more and more that um, as, as time goes by, the narrowing down of this life into the life to come, that we really must progress, go, must see that people are perishing, just literally perishing and getting into more difficult times, getting farther away and farther away. And if ever uh, we continue to pray for our own families, I'm sure all of us have, we have, I have family members, I'm sure you do too, who haven't yet received the Lord as Savior uh, and come to repentance in Jesus Christ and, and uh, you know, believed in him and upon all that, all that he has. So I just want to... Uh, uh, reaffirm to you that I, I believe very much that the time is now for us to move forward with the gospel as ever before. And you may think, Randy, you don't know America. You're right. I, I don't know America that well. I haven't lived here that much, but from everything I see, it looks very, very hard out there to share the gospel. Very, very difficult. We have, we have a, a few churches in Thailand now that actually have gone out to to winning, to, to sharing the gospel on the street with people because the receptivity is there. People were willing to listen, stop and listen to the message now. And they sensed the times, you know. <laughs> Practical people. <laughs> didn't in, their, in the Buddhist world, if you become a Buddhist, your whole family's Buddhist, and if you should leave and become a Christian, you have to know that you're also disassociating yourself with the family. You probably, your family will tell you, we don't even call you our daughter or son anymore. I mean, that's just how it is. And so to become a, a strong believer, they really, it's really a matter of life and death to them. So when we talk about um, making a commitment and, and conforming not to this world and doing that, we have many, much to learn, and we have, we have learned much from our Thai friends in that way. But hold on to, hold on to the truth. Uh, God has got a plan here. 
I, I can see right now that uh, uh, many people are, are coming up short with all the different things that are running out there. They're running out. They're not working. They aren't what they thought it was going to be. Time is time, it's not proving true. They're looking, going to be looking for something else, and people are going to be hungry. I look for the day when it's going to be much more, much more easier, and not, not because of being prideful or anything else, but coming as a servant and saying, look, have you ever considered... Have you ever considered to really get to know God who He is? Don't know Him. Don't go to the. Don't don't try to understand Him through you know any means you have before. But just just you and Him. Have you ever thought about that and and uh, praying to God and getting to know who Jesus Christ is? And like me, you know, I was one to the Lord without thinking I'd had to go to church, and that was a good thing until I had to go to church. <laughs> so, but. I would say that the best thing in my life was that, to understand that, that, that scripture and the depths of that scripture. I also like Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Let's just read that together. It also goes along with this in many ways. For my thoughts, this is Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. <laughs> more good news, more good news, because <laughs> if you're like me and you don't have a thought, <laughs> sometimes, I'm sorry, I'm admitting too much truth here, but <laughs> can't. My wife's amazed at me. You mean you don't have a thought in your head? And I said, nope, sorry, I don't. That's, Im that's impossible. You know? I said, well, uh, that's how it was made. <laughs> anyway, but hearing about the unsearchable wisdom of God leads Paul to tell us that, to let, us, let our minds be renewed by the Lord and surrendering everything to him. Now, I've seen some that I want to share with you today that some minds had been very, very renewed. And what, is, what God is using them for in these days, it's very exciting. Um, but let me, go, let me cover quickly again that one, one of the, that to, to, to conclude this scripture in Romans right here, right now, Romans 12, 1 and 2, and actually Romans 11, 33 through 36, present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. You say, I can't do that. Yes, you can do that. The Bible says you can do that. <laughs> okay, you can do it. Wouldn't be there unless we could do it. So present yourselves that way. It doesn't mean that you are. You're going to present yourself that way to the Lord. And not be conformed to this world. Difficult, impossible. No, he said he could do it. He can do it. You can, be con you can not be conformed to this world. It's almost, it's almost in... in um, in Thailand, that is a definite thing. They, they cannot be a Thai person in many ways because the Buddhist culture is so in, integrated into the, the culture. And so how really to conform to this world of them means far, far different to it than, than us here. Read the Bible, meditate on the Bible, uh, and apply it to your life. And then fill your mind with the word by reading and thinking about it, memorizing, praying, speaking out loud, and singing. Sing a song to the Lord. It's one of the most renewing things 
and keeps us not conformed to this world, but conformed to the mind of Christ, and then confess and repent your sins. It's so freeing. It's so wonderful. Um, you know, I, I've, I have spent some times in, in, uh, in, in Kenya, I shared with you years ago, of reconciliations between warring tribes, and I, I didn't go as a, as a teacher. I, I thought I was a teacher. I knew nothing. They, they taught me everything about reconciliation, what it really meant. And it's in me, and I love it. Now I just want to see more and more uh, people do this across the nations. God created us. We're her chi- his children. My goodness. Brothers and sisters around the world. You know, God created us all. And uh, um, to, to understand that, it's, that it's, it's never good to God for us to be unreconciled to one another, but to be to love one another, that's one of the, that's this, you know, love your God, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, the, the, the most, most powerful commandment ever <laughs> right there. So these things are very, very important. But it takes a renewed mind. It takes a renewed mind to continue to keep these, these things from, from getting in. So I want to share a, a couple, a, a little story quickly with you to support uh, some of this. Uh, Tom and Jing, uh, when uh, Steve and Ambika came out and their team, I think, Ken, you were, were, you, were you with them on that trip? No, you, you had to stay here. I'm... Mario came, that's right. Uh, Steve couldn't go. He's going to maybe next time. <laughs> so, but anyway, we met uh, um, uh, Tom and Jing at our center there, and they uh, the Lord, uh, through praying, they were called to go way up north. So if we could just show this first slide, I think you'll remind you of them. Uh, Tom and Jing uh, went up there to, to reach out to their village, Bunkan province, the newest province in Thailand. Uh, many, many unreached people up there. Um, and again, here's the thing. The Lord prepared the way once again and uh, put together uh, the, an open door for them that no man's going to ever shut because it, the, the difference up there is, is that there is no believers. There's very few churches. And the first thing that they encountered up there was that one of the, uh, an elderly person died who was a Christian and uh, they'd have no place for a Christian funeral. Okay. They, they, they can go to the church, but in that culture, they really have to have, take them to the temple for cremation. Now the Buddhist temple said no because this is a Christian, we won't allow you to do that. And it was an older, well-respected man in the community, and they said no. And so um, the people all got together, the church prayed together, and, and uh, went uh, uh, and, and said, okay, well, if that's the case, then we'll have to figure out something else. In the meanwhile, they planned the whole thing up. They invited many of the churches in the farther out. People had come from hundreds of miles around, came to join in, and they had a had a funeral service, and they had, you can pull it in the next slide, so they had a processional in, walked down the street. This is, this looks, may look strange here in this place, but there in that location, in that culture, it means everything to display what you believe in. The young man holding the cross there made it himself. He's not, he wasn't even a believer. Believe that. He just said, no, this is a Christian man, this is a Christian funeral, I'm going to make sure he has got a cross. So he knew that much about it. (laughs) And they did that. But guess what? When the day came for that day and uh, when they finally gathered together, 
the next slide please, they had the monks that said, no, we're not going to let you use our temple for the cremation, came to the funeral. <laughs> Sitting in the front row there. <laughs> and, um, and heard every word of the Bible, heard, heard the gospel message, heard this man's belief, heard everything. And these are the things that we cannot, you and I cannot work these things up. We cannot plan these things out. We can't make these things happen. Uh, it's, it's part of the, part of the plans and strategy God has to, to get his word out to the nation and nations of the earth. And so uh, they continue to do, do well. Tom and Jing's strategy at first was, uh, okay, they're going to have a children's center, and they, had, they did have a children's, uh, two children's centers. But Tom and Jing felt that it was, should go to the villages and talk to the older people. And when they did, they learned a lot of things. And one, thing, one of the things they found out why people didn't uh, know, first of all, no one had been out there to really preach the gospel, but they knew something about Christianity. But the point was is that when they got there, the people said, well, I would become a Christian, except I, 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 I need to know where I'm going. To them, it was very practical. What happens when I die? Does your religion have a place for me to go when I die? Do you have a burial place for me? in some piece of land somewhere. I mean, they're just, in their thinking, it's all about, you know, these things. This is, this is important to them. They want to know what the end means. And so the open door was there, and Tom could tell them all about the faith, all about Christianity, all about uh, heaven, all about salvation, all about Jesus, all about everything. And many of them finally became to understand that the Christian faith was really pretty good, pretty wonderful. <laughs> this earth is not my home, just passing through. You know? I, I, my life is laid up somewhere beyond the blue. So that's a song. Uh, so next slide. <laughs> Do you remember that song? Yeah. yeah. Earth is not my home. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, so children's centers, uh, they've opened up a youth center, which is really great. The young people um, are really um, uh, young teens in this culture have gotten addicted to cell phones, and it has completely ruined their future. They do not want, they have no motivation to go to school. They don't want to work. You know, they want a cell phone, and they just want to play games, and they completely rob them of any inspiration to do anything with their lives awful. So Tom said, Randy, a really good strategy for us right now is to start a, a teen group that we can meet with several times a month, and they do, and uh, additionally, we're providing some scholarships. Now, scholarships isn't paying the way for school all the way through. It's an incentive for them to, to continue their school. Their parents are very poor generally because it's a farming community, and uh, the farming is no, no income, really, the way the government has intervened. So basically, the, uh, the, the income that they need for school and books and transportation and food, we give them a small amount of money to assist with that. So, Tom, next slide, please. Uh, we have, the, this is just the younger group, a second younger group, but the older teens now meet four times a month uh, with Tom and Jing, and uh, several have already came, given their lives to the Lord. And it's, again, very practical once again. They started to see the truth 
they started to understand that there's more to life than the cell phone. They understand that God does have a future for you, but you have to know Him. You have to know the Lord if you want to see what God has for your future, the plan for your life. And so that all began, and they're just doing amazing things. So next slide, please. So from that, uh, there are already many people, a lot of them you'll notice are older people. The older people are coming to the Lord faster than the younger people. <laughs> and, and, it, and even down to the very last few days of their life or last years of their life, have, have decided, I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to follow the Lord. And the church that they started up there has just exploded. It's growing and growing and growing. We're so excited. No one, again, I had no strategy. They had no strategy. All of this just comes from the Lord. You can give praise to the Lord. He is so good. Those unsearchable things that we don't know, cannot see, understand, they are there. But to grasp them, we really have to continue to not let ourselves get in the way of what he wants to do and try to find our own strategies and our own thinking sometimes. Next slide. So, <clears throat> so the people are coming to the Lord. The church is growing. They're being baptized. This is very exciting. We're, we're really amazed at, at what God has done, and, and they are just doing so, so well. I hope someday yeah, you come out and visit this area. Um, we find it to be one of the most fruitful ministries that we've ever seen take off from very, very few believers that have just, just, gone, just gone so well and so far. It's just been amazing. Uh, so next slide, please. Let's move to Padia quickly. Um, Padia is in not anywhere near where Tom and Jing live. It's clear to the south, <clears throat> south of Bangkok. And uh, I think many of you know that city was a, uh, a very dark, dark city, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, we have uh, uh, we and Nok there. They're brand new in our ministry uh, during the COVID years. And uh, we had... Um, rented a building right before COVID hit and uh, because we were going to have our true friend fellowship continue our church service but instead of um, reaching having it be that it turned into more of like an assistance center because everybody lost their jobs the whole town of Padilla shut down everything was closed vendors taxi drivers you know people on the street men and women alike all lost their jobs so uh, from that, uh, a church was started. We were in 2020, uh, 2021. There were over 300 new believers that came came through that, and it wasn't just about the food. That's one thing very practical too. You won't win anybody to the Lord by giving them food. <laughs> Maybe other places, but they, no, they. It's a big deal because they have to really think about their families. But they really came to know the Lord. They were baptized and they're growing. There's been discipleship classes that have been going on there now, but. But uh, the outreach, the city starting to come back a little bit, and we in Noak decided that the best strategy for us is to have a little beauty salon where we can go out and do outreach among the women and then give them a little a card with a saying, you know, 50% off for a hairdo or whatever, and come in, and then they can get to spend time with them. And it's bearing much fruit. Next slide, we're already seeing that uh, they, they already get this time together with the women, and uh, again, it was a very little outlay to get this whole thing set up. Next slide, please. And then people are coming to know Jesus. And, and, and it was there one day, 
Would you ever believe this being in a business? What if you were in a beauty salon? Somebody walked on the, in the door, you know, and said, I know Steve doesn't go to beauty salons, but, <laughs> but, but, if, you, but if you were in a beauty salon, um, somebody walks in and said, do you have a Bible here? They just, right off the street, uh, just, an, just an ordinary, do you have a Bible here? Oh my goodness, these things, if you know how hard the ground was in Thailand so many years ago, and now these things are starting to happen everywhere. We're so, again, so excited for what God is doing there. So um, I think, okay, so uh, one more slide. Uh, you've also helped uh, bon Pastor Boniface there. Uh, he's, and then the next slide is uh, Pastor George. Um, both of those are two pastors we've worked with a lot. Uh, we've done, we, we did all those during uh, the reconciliation years, or about seven or eight years, we, we helped facilitate a lot of those. We, we've traveled a lot together in that region, Pokot, Samburu, up to um, uh, far, far places to have meetings with other tribal groups to facilitate reconciliation. So these guys are just on fire for God. They just love getting out, sharing the gospel, and they want to finish the job in Turkana. We started with a zero, zero, one believer back in 1979 among the nomadic Turkana. We now are over 65% Christian in that area right now. But there's still people further out that need the gospel. And these guys are kind of spearheading the, the effort among many to go out and do that. And then the final side, um, uh, I think that's it, yeah. So pray for Southern Sudan. This is a new project we're getting ready to, to start. Uh, we haven't got all the details. We, when, when Edie and I met in 1978, in 1977, I was finishing school. I was in a mission that was going to southern Sudan. I was not married. I was an agriculturalist. I had a degree. I had a Bible degree, and I had a year of seminary in cross-cultural missions. And, and, uh, and the only thing I was missing, I didn't have a wife, but... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, God took care of that, <laughs> and, and, and so um, we, uh, we've always, I've always felt like that, we, and in 1978, the Civil War broke out in southern Sudan, and for 50 years, no one could really do anything, very little, only food relief up there and try to, you know, do whatever they could to help people, but there, at that time, we had something like 44 different um, language groups that had not really... Uh, had a church among them, and no way for that. I, th I think it's way much less now. But one tribe that borders the northern part of Turkana, not far from Turkana, not far from where we live, live there, is uh, a, a tribe called Toposa. And Toposa shares common language with the Turkana, and uh, totally unreached. Some people think they may have one or two churches, but mostly very, very, very unreached pe people group. And for years, the Turkana saying, we, Randy, we know we're supposed to go up there and be missionaries. Well, now, you've read the news, there's a north and south Turkana now. And uh, so south is a Christian uh, region. They have a lot of different rules. And so now we're going to be looking at uh, training and sending uh, Turkana missionaries up there. And we're going to get started on that. You say, Randy, you're too old to start on a new project. And I say, I'm not either. I'm <laughs> <laughs> 
The flesh may be weak, but the spirit is there <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I, I, I will recruit, you know, some of you perhaps who will come out and help me. Um, the, the, the real need that the pastors say, as I ask them, they say, Randy, we, some of us, uh, yes, know the Bible very well and we're very interested. We will do a lot of training ourselves, but we do need some more. We have quite a number of people that will actually be missionaries who would love to have some good Bible teaching, some encouragement, would love to know the scriptures more clearly. Would love to be able to do that. So there, maybe at this next year, we're hoping to hold uh, two or three, as many as we can arrange, uh, uh, week-long uh, intensive, you know, intensive Bible uh, 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 study groups and uh, uh, seminars, conference style. Probably not more than thirty or forty people at a time. And uh, we've got a place located up there. So I'll, I'll give you more information about that later. But uh, there's still some details that we have to work out. But, but I feel that one of the most important things we can look at now is empowering those, those young men to go up there and to plant churches. They will do it better than you and I. They will do it better than anybody on the earth. And uh, it's better to have them go up and, and serve up there and uh, to plant churches up there. Well... I want to conclude this today. Like I say, I can go for 25 hours, and I'm not going to do that to you today. <laughs> but I want to share with you uh, just uh, um, just one last uh, scripture here that I think is very, very important. And um, uh, one uh, John 17 uh, <clears throat> verses um, 13. Let's see here. Go ahead. 13 through 17. <clears throat> John 17, 13 through 17. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of this world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. The words of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for these words. These words are, the, are, are so powerful to me at this time because of the fact of the, that... Um, he doesn't want us out of this world. He wants us filled with him, with everything we have, and then he wants us in here. And the world will hate you. I'm sorry to say it's coming down to that, brothers and sisters. Uh, I don't know. I didn't live 100 years ago. Maybe it was even worse then. You know? But I do know that th these days, uh, those things are out there like that. And uh, I know that from the, the perspective of those in Thailand, um, there's, God has, a, has changed that. And I have to trust and believe that my faith that keeps growing by seeing what's happening there, that God is going to give us a great assistance here in this culture as well. In this, even, our, even in California, some would say, boy, I tell you, people say, what's going on in California? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I haven't been there, but they say, Randy, it's really different now. I said, I said, you know what? That's good because the Bible is not different. 
It's, it is not different. And that's what has to change. That's what, why it's there. The, the word of God is there because of that very reason, because it cannot be changed. And those that have tried, I'm sorry. You changed the word of God, you've lost the battle already. You've got to stick to the word of God ever so more now than ever before, brothers and sisters. Can we stand together? As we, as we pray, let me read Romans 38, 39, very familiar to all of us, I'm sure. As I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Father, we thank you today, Lord Jesus, that there is nothing that's going to separate us from your love, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that you have shown us, Father, over and over and over again, Lord, that even now in this day, Father, that no matter what happens, Lord, your love is never going to be taken away. You cannot be separated. We cannot be separated, and you will not separate us, Lord, from your love. So we pray, Father, for our brothers and sisters, our family members, Father, who do not know you yet, Lord, for, our, for those around us, Father, for even California, Father, and those that haven't received you as Lord and Savior, Father. I pray, Father, for the open door, just as you did for Tom and Jing. I pray for the way, Father, to open up and the doors that need to be opened up, Lord, into the hearts of many people. Plans that we have yet not thought about, Father. Who could believe, Lord, that clear up in the northwest of Thailand, Father, and the northeast of Thailand, Father, that, that the gospel would break out, Father, among a people that have for hundreds of years never known you or believed in you. But, Father, if you can do it there, you can do it here, Lord. And we pray, Father, for your grace and mercy, Father, and for your strength to be upon us now. In Jesus' name, amen.